welcome everybody to another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Time to grab a board, hit the surf, and ride the sales pipeline with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle himself of sales, Matt Hines. Yeah, I don't know. I think we peaked. I think you might have. Uh, speaking of <laughs> I might have gone over the edge. Yeah, you might have jumped the shark a couple episodes ago. I don't know. I thought the uh, samurai sales was good. Um, I don't have the list in front of me. The the uh, the uh, what was it? The uh, Chuck Norris sales. That was pretty good. Yeah, I am so far from anything related to being a teenager. It's, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> well, it's, it's, I figured it's coming out tomorrow. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Maybe I would bring in you know some some youthful audience for this. Yeah, some what, other year. what better targeted sponsor of Sales Pipeline Radio? <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, about turtles uh, living in any way. Exactly. Uh, welcome, everyone, to Sales Pipeline Radio. Again, excited to have you all here. Um, our audience continues to grow. It's very exciting to uh, see the numbers for our live shows, for our podcasts, for our recordings continue to grow. So thanks so much. Uh, just very humbled by everyone that's paying attention to this uh, this crazy little show. So thanks very much for, for joining us. If you are new to the program, you want to check out some of our past guests. We've had some great ones. Make sure you check out salespipelineradio.com. Uh, we've got all the past guests, all of their replays available there. You can also download the podcast and subscribe to make sure you don't miss a single episode, either on the iTunes Store or Google Play. Uh, i got some great guests coming up and really excited about our guest today. We've got Sanjay Puri, who is the uh, founder and managing director of Nine Mile Labs, which is a Seattle-based uh, B2B exclusive incubator uh, in uh, that are helping B2B companies grow and flourish and tons of great success stories and we're going to get into a few of them here but Sanjay thanks so much for joining us absolutely delighted to be here Cool. Well, I, you know, I was so excited, you know, the years, a few years ago when you, when, when I, I met you and learned what you were doing. And, you know, there's some amazing companies and organizations that help startups grow and thrive, help them network, help them learn. But, you know, mo- many of them have a pretty mixed, uh, you know, approach in terms of sort of the target market. Uh, Nine Mile Labs is, to my, to my knowledge, the first, uh, and maybe still only, uh, incubator that is focused exclusively on B2B companies. Talk a little bit about how that got started, uh, and why you decided to go B2B only? Yeah, uh, great question. And uh, a question we're asked pretty frequently. Uh, you know, the starting point was the background and experience of the three co founders, Sandy Sharma, Kevin Croy, and myself. We've spent anywhere from 20 to 25 years each, and we are dating ourselves now. Uh, but uh, we've spent a lot of time working on enterprise and B2B software companies uh, in, in our past. And uh, so that was obviously the starting point. But there was another um, uh, epiphany or, or insight we had. Back when we started off in 2012, uh, what was clear is that the last major uh, investment cycle into B2B companies that, uh, had happened in the year 99, which was around the Y2K problem. Mm-hmm. And since then, there had been a lot of money invested into startups, but not enough into uh, B2B companies. And if you if you really think about that period of time, you can point out to a handful of uh, B2B companies, Salesforce obviously being uh, being a great company that started in that time frame. But then if you start thinking about uh, companies like, uh, you know, Yelp and Facebook and and all of the other uh, consumer-oriented companies, there's there's a plethora of them. And, and you know, if, if anyone has ever worked in a corporate environment, you can see the, you could see the contrast. You get into work at eight o'clock or nine o'clock, whatever your preferred time is. Uh, you turn on your desktop and you turn on some apps, which are client server, sometimes even green screen um, applications up on the desktop. 
and you work on them all day long. And as soon as you are ready to get out uh, at the end of the day, you turn on your smartphone, uh, uh, pick up Facebook, uh, talk to your friends, figure out where you're going to go uh, eat using Yelp and you're Instagramming with your friends and tweeting stuff out. And the contrast between consumer technologies and business technologies was just uh, uh, quite stark. Mm-hmm. And we felt like the time was right for that next uh, cycle of funding around business-oriented uh, startups, business and, ori- uh, and enterprise-oriented startups. And over the last few years, we've definitely seen that, um, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that type of investment and that type of interest around um, enterprise and B2B companies. I'm definitely picking up what you're putting down, uh, for sure. I mean, I'm a, you know, our, we're very, we're 100% focused on B2B. It's an exciting space for us to invest in. Do you find that there are fewer startups in the B2B space? I mean, maybe that's just my perception, and I'm curious as to why. I mean, our consumer, uh, our, our consumer startups sometimes perceived as just sexier and cooler. Um, kind of what do you see in the market, especially, you know, from people that are coming to you that maybe don't have a, a go-to-market approach solidified yet? You know, you definitely see a lot more consumer-based startups, and the reasons are obvious. You know, uh, whether it is my high school-age daughter or a college-age student or somebody much older than them, everybody can typically come up with a, a consumer-based idea. And so the superset of, uh, of, you know, potential entrepreneurs and the number of ideas is just very, very large. B2B enterprise ideas usually come from people who've spent some time in a business environment who observed a specific pain point or a problem that um, that they themselves encountered, and they felt like uh, uh, this would be a good problem to solve and build a big business around it. So for, for that very reason, you, you end up seeing a lot more consumer ideas. Uh, sometimes you also see, uh, you know, a little bit of crazy ideas on the consumer side. Sometimes you know, good crazy and sometimes really, really, you know, what I should say, batshit crazy. <laughs> but, uh, but the idea is that's what entrepreneurship is about. That's what yeah. innovation is about. If you take some of these crazy ideas, you apply some business, fundamental business, um, uh, fundamentals to them, uh, and, and you see whether there's a real, um, a viable business around the, the idea or not. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Sanjay Puri from Nine Mile Labs. If you want to check out a little more about Nine Mile, you can go to nine the number nine mile labs dot com. It's a B two B exclusive uh, incubator, and uh, you know, just curious, Sanjay, as you work and, and your mentors work directly with some of these companies, what are some of the things that you found unique to B two B startups uh, versus maybe a B two C company? What are, you know, if people are if we've got people listening that are you know have their own ideas or in the sort of in the crazy making of getting their B2B company up and rolling, what, what are some of the keys that you found are, are critical to, to uh, success for B2B startups? The companies that typically approach us on, on the B2B side, now we, we don't work with B2C startups, um, uh, unfortunately, but, or, or fortunately for that matter. <laughs> um, but the companies we do encounter on, uh, uh, that we do see, early stage startups, we find that the founders are our product focus, product obsessed, which is a good thing. Um, they're typically technical guys, technical co-founders, um, guys and gals, and uh, they have a, a vision around a product. You know, there was a bulb that, that came up, probably, you know, taking a shower or going to bed or whatever, or while they were, uh, you know, doing whatever they're doing uh, at their work. Um, and they found the idea for the product. Um, and so, 
the typical entrepreneurs will go out and build a product. What we advise our companies to do and, and what we find lacking um, in a lot of the companies that come to us is a level of customer development and customer conversations and, and, uh, and customer intimacy that you need to have in order to take that initial idea and really make it a bankable product. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's the one area that we find early stage startups lacking in. And we focus very, very hard on drilling that that mindset into them that uh, while the initial inspiration is going to come from a problem that you encountered at some point in your career, however, you're not going to build your business with that same idea. Uh, right. The business has to be built, but uh, has to be built by this incessant um, uh, customer conversation, which is which really tries to get in inside uh, the head of the customer and a significant number of customers who are uh, who are able to provide you the insights into how this idea is going to, to take shape moving forward. Well, and having having myself worked with some some nine mile cost clients uh, and early stage B two B companies, I mean, I know you know firsthand it's exciting and terrifying for them to sometimes make some of the pivots that are required and to become evident as they really focus on the customer and really focus on the market opportunity versus whatever the initial idea was. Um, and you know, if you go to you know if you're interested in learning more about some of the companies Nine Miles worked for, uh, you can go to just go to Nine Mile the number Nine Mile Labs dot com slash portfolio and you'll see some of the companies that they've worked with. Uh, including companies that have had successful exits, including companies whose uh, names you will likely recognize, uh, including Merit Share and Ghost Truck and, uh, and a few others. Um, you know, is that, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of times we talk to people that are working at uh, sort of early stage companies and uh, working with those that are helping them. They do focus a lot on, on customer centricity, but they also focus on the founders and the individuals running the company. And in some cases, they pivot to entirely different businesses. Um, how often does that happen for you, uh, you know, with Nine Mile Clients as well? How often do you find the right people that perhaps had the wrong idea and it's not a subtle pivot, it's an entire pivot to a, a brand new idea or a market opportunity? You know, I'd say 50% of the companies end up going through a pretty significant pivot. I mean, I can think of one company that arrived into our second cohort, which was almost two years ago now, they came in with a B2B idea. In fact, they had, you know, patents around that idea and had, you know, uh, gone through significant uh, legal uh, processes to to get that patent together. They came into the program. We pushed them hard on that customer development piece, which is go out, talk to customers, and see if there's a real pain point or problem that existed around that or not. And they spent, uh, and kudos to them, they spent, you know, six to eight weeks just in in hardcore customer conversations. At the end of it, they said, there doesn't seem to be a pain that we are trying to build a product or solution around and completely pivoted from a B2B solution to a B2C solution. Now, they were already part of the program, you know, they and the insights that they had uh, developed and gathered were out of a, a pretty legit set of customer conversations and we welcome that. We, we, we encourage them to continue to pursue the idea even though it was in the consumer space and did everything possible to help and support them and actually continue to support them to this day. Um, but the idea is, uh, uh, you know, on the one hand, we, uh, companies coming in have to be enterprise B2B. But if we believe that the entrepreneur is doing all of the right things to be able to you know, develop the idea and develop the business, we are not going to just force them into a business, uh, a B2B idea, just because we believe that that's the right thing to do. It needs to come out from customers. 
you know, what we tell entrepreneurs is there are only two people who know about the pain point you're trying to solve. There is you, the entrepreneur, and then your customer. Now, when you go to investors, investors don't believe you, the entrepreneur. They don't care, right? Because you're, you're always going to say you have the best idea ever and it's, uh, it's going to be the next whatever, Facebook, Google, uh, Apple, name, name your pick. The only other way to, to get credibility with your investors is to, to cite those customers. And the way you get those customers to back you, the way you get uh, evidence about customers wanting your product is having those customers be using your product or paying for your product or acquiring your product or in specifically in enterprise B2B settings or providing you LOIs or, or letters of intent that provide some level of, uh, of evidence that somebody wants this, this stuff that you're building out. Excited today to have Sanjay Puri with us, who is the co-founder and partner at Nine Mile Labs, a B2B exclusive high-tech incubator based in Seattle, Washington. We'll be back after a couple couple commercials here, talking more to Sanjay about uh, if you're an early-stage company, how you get their attention. So I'm going to talk about how Sanjay manages his own sales and marketing engine as he's looking for a new pipeline. Uh, and talk about some of our future shows coming up. We've got some great guests, but a little more with Sanjay here after the break. This is Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. You know, in a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working and how to make it apply specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide, something you should have in your back pocket right now. If you don't, you can download it for free at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas and strategies and tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. Some, maybe something you're looking at right now on your desk, right in front of you as you're listening to this. It's also there as a resource that you can come back when you need something new to inspire you, to open your eyes, to give you some task or idea to do next. It's all that and more, and it's waiting for you free. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing. Dot com. And now back to the field marshal and his field guide, uh, Matt Hines. Yeah, that's a little better. I'll take that one. Better than better than better than mutant turtle turtles. <laughs> okay. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks very much. Uh, excited to be here on Sales Pipeline Radio. If you have missed some of our past episodes, check them out at salespipelineradio.com. Uh, talking to Sanjay Puri today from Nine Mile Labs. Next week we have Tom Searcy who is the author of Hunt Big Sales. Uh, he is He's one of my sales heroes uh, because he does a great job at helping smaller organizations go after big deals, go after enterprise sales, and he does it in a very engaging way. Great speaker. We're excited to have him on the show. Uh, upcoming, we've got uh, a number of awesome guests. We've got 
Norm ba- Norman Bihar, who is the author of the new book, The High Impact Sales Manager, a no-nonsense practical guide to improving your team's sales performance. Some great practical tips here that any sales manager, any sales professional can use. And also coming up, we've got Arden Cleese, who I'm super excited about. Uh, her new book is called Spinach in Your Boss's Teeth, Essential Etiquette for Professional Success. Uh, she is a business etiquette expert uh, and has a ton of amazing ideas and tips uh, for everybody in every facet of business at every level. Excited to have them with us. But today, let's continue talking to Sanjay uh, about Nine Mile. And just a couple, you know, want to talk about sales pipeline. Want to talk about both people, how people get into your pipeline and then what you do proactively to try to get a better pipeline. But, you know, for companies that are, you know, for individuals, for founders, I think they got a good idea. What are the ways that they get your attention? What are the things that stand out for you among new applicants? So we follow, uh, Matt, we follow the advice that we provide our companies, which is go where your customers are. And we do that in many, many different ways. This broadcast is a great example of, uh, of uh, a place where entrepreneurs will be there, are looking for specific actionable guidance around uh, selling. There are, from a local perspective, we participate in a lot of startup-oriented events, whether it is as speakers, as panelists, as judges of, of startup-related events. And as pure participants, just uh, just going out there, networking heavily with people, uh, sh- you know, sharing with them our philosophy around startups and how we believe we can support and help startups uh, building out their business. There is a lot of one-on-one interaction. There's one too many interactions in terms of speaking engagements and so on. There is some level of content marketing, and, and I have to say. I admire folks who can maintain a consistent rhythm and cadence with content marketing. It's hard work. Uh, and we try to do some of that. Um, you know, we, we do have a, a few blogs that we've written around, uh, our, around our own methodology on helping startups. Uh, it's called the Nine Mile Innovation Framework, and it's a step-by-step guide on, on, on how startups can actually progress through building their business. So there's some of content marketing, and then there is other you know, one too many mechanisms uh, that we've discovered purely accidentally and have actually served um, uh, very well uh, in terms of filling the top of our sales funnel and then uh, having companies kind of uh, process through that sales funnel. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, what's interesting is, you know, when you've got, uh, you know, you're trying to, you know, fill that funnel, not just with the volume of people, but also with the quality, right? And trying to find uh, the organizations that are going to be, you know, the best participants. Because, I mean, your your compensation on this um, is is really sort of a, a percentage of the startup's equity. And like any, you know, you know, VC firm, you know, it's your best interest to make sure that they are successful. So, you know, focusing on quality versus quantity, I assume, is part of the game for you as well in terms of fe- fueling your cohort. Uh, incredibly important and uh, that was you know that is one of the reasons why we focus very hard not just on filling the top of the funnel with uh, with quality companies but also as they as they go through the funnel through our selection process um, we uh, I don't know of any other accelerator incubator that that does the type of selection process we do and I'll give you an example most accelerators will go through an application, and there is probably one selection interview. One of the things that we do as part of our selection process is we will uh, work together with the companies for a week. Um, and the way it happens is we will provide them with a set of resources uh, to do customer interviews, and that's the level of importance we attach to customer development. Then we go and then we ask them to go interview at least three customers during the week. And we provide them access to our mentors 
uh, as part of the selection process to really help them think through the type of problem that they're trying to solve. Um, and then we do a debrief with these uh, companies in order to, of course, see whether they are coachable, whether they are self-aware, whether they're actually going to follow the advice that uh, that we are going to be providing them through the program if they do indeed manage to make it into the program. And what we're trying to tease out there is this ephemeral quality we call um, entrepreneurial aptitude. And it's something that you cannot really put your finger on. It's, it's very fuzzy. Uh, it's about, you know, does the entrepreneur have conviction? And on the other end of the spectrum, uh, are they self-aware and coachable? These are, you know, pretty, you have to balance those two sides out pretty well. We also want to know whether they're going to be able to make use of the resources we provide them, whether they can, they can follow new rules. Can they make up new rules as they go along if they find out the older ones don't work? And are they willing to, to really change in response to what they hear from their customers? And that debrief process really gives us a little bit of insight. We're still trying to refine this process ourselves. But over the last four cohorts, we've found uh, ourselves, you know, really steer away from the kinds of companies that, that would not have either done well in our program or would not have enjoyed the program because what you're trying to do is find the right fit between the companies that we um, uh, bring into the program. Uh, uh, and it needs to be fit both ways. They need to find what we provide useful and we need to find companies that are really, really good at what they do. And that's been a very telling process from our perspective. And, and uh, back to your point, I think we do everything possible to make sure that the, the companies that come out at the bottom of that funnel are indeed the ones we want to work with and the ones uh, that want to work with us. we got just a few seconds left here with Sanjay Puri, who's the co-founder partner of Nine Mile Labs. Definitely encourage you to check them out at number9milelabs.com. Learn more about the great work they're doing, some of the companies they've worked with. If you're interested in applying, you can do so there as well. You know, real quick, unfortunately we're running out of time, Sanjay, but you know, I want to talk real quick about some of your advice uh, for the entrepreneurs. I mean, as we, as, as some companies and some people painfully know, uh, many startups don't make it. Uh, great people with great ideas for a variety of reasons, it doesn't work. So really, you know, so you're you're not just preparing companies for success. You're preparing entre- entrepreneurs for entrepreneurship. Uh, in just you know, just a few seconds, we'll do a quick lightning round here. You know, what's some of your advice to entrepreneurs uh, that are trying to build their own careers uh, and skill set as as business leaders? First thing, if it hasn't been obvious enough, uh, talk to customers. There's no substitute for that. That's the evidence that somebody needs the product uh, or solution you're building. The second advice I have for entrepreneurs is that there are a set of activities that entrepreneurs know that they need to work on, but they don't necessarily enjoy it or are good at it. And so they continue to either procrastinate or avoid or not work on those things at all. And get yourself to focus on all parts of the business. You are a business person. You are the CEO of your company. You will need to juggle all balls. You will need to work on every single part of your business. To support that, that's one of the reasons we devised the Nine Mile Innovation Framework, which actually goes through the set of discrete steps that uh, an entrepreneur should be able to follow. Out of the millions of things you could be working on, how do you prioritize? And that's Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that that Nine Mile Innovation Framework can help one do. Um, But really focus on the activities that you are not good at uh, continue to build um, a muscle around uh, fulfilling those, uh, those gaps. 
That's awesome. Yeah, definitely check out the blog on 9milelabs.com. You'll see uh, more detail on the uh, 9 Mile Innovation Framework, uh, You know, no matter who at your company or stage you're at. Some great stuff there. I want to thank Sanjay Puri for joining us today on Sales Pipeline Radio. Make sure you join us next week with Tom Searcy, who is the author of Hunt Big Sales, an expert at helping companies go after and win big big business, uh, enterprise business for themselves. If you want to hear this presentation again, if you want to hear more from Sanjay, you can check us out at salespipelineradio.com. Uh, make sure you subscribe uh, so you don't miss an episode at the iTunes Store, Google Play. Uh, check out our past episodes at salespipelineradio.com. But look forward to seeing you here every Thursday at 1130 Pacific, 230 Eastern. See you next week. This has been a Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been riding the Sales Pipeline with the silver surfer of sales himself, Matt Hines.